right, let's, let's go over to the book of 1 Peter, chapter 5. 1 Peter, the fifth chapter. And let's take a moment and set our hearts to receive and expect the Lord to speak to us today in prayer. Father, thank you now for this time we have together. We believe that you're at work in our lives, in our midst. Give us each today eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts open and receptive unto what you would say and do. We believe you're at work in our midst. Thank you for your faithfulness now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, everybody. Ready? Uh, Today, I want to begin talking to you about one of the greatest hindrances to walking with God, as well as one of the greatest characteristics of a person that allows the Lord to promote them and use them in a great and powerful way. All right, These are opposing forces, but uh, it's important for us to understand first and foremost that it, there is the possibility that a person get resisted by the Lord. Okay, There is a possibility that a person walking with God is hindered from God's full plan of walking closely with Him. There is the possibility that someone wants to go higher in life, but they keep going lower. They work harder and they strive to improve and keep getting worse. Those possibilities exist. And I want to begin here reading in 1 Peter chapter 5 and in verse 5. It says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. How many younger people do we have here? A lot of you just... We should be getting all the hands up. Come on now. <laughs> all right, that's not my point today, though. Just wanted to check what your view of yourself was. <laughs> I did see a couple hands that shouldn't have been up, but I'm not gonna not gonna call those people out here today. Okay, listen. Yet, yes, all of you. Now, who's that? All right, we got everybody now. All of you. Be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Everybody say humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. We're going to talk a little bit about humility. We want to talk to you about pride. We want to talk to you about getting some of the ugliest, stinkiest attitudes out of your life because they are a hindrance in walking with God. They are keeping some people at a low level and prohibiting them from rising higher. All right? If you've ever been resisted by a person... That probably wasn't too fun. But imagine for a moment being resisted by God. Is that possible to be resisted by Him? That's what the Word says right here. If a person is proud, they're going contrary to the ways of God. If a person is proud, literally the Scripture says, you get resisted. You get resisted by Him, while others get graced. 
if, you're a, if you would clothe yourself with humility, the Bible tells us that we get added grace in our lives. Grace is God's ability, freely given, God's ability enabling us to do what we can't do on our own. It is enabling you to go beyond where you're currently at. If you want to, ex- to succeed in life, if you want to go over the top, if you want to be all that you can be, what you need is the grace of God. An increased dose of God's grace will take you higher. An absence of God's grace will take you down. Amen. And so, I've got to see, if this is true, man, I've got to figure out how I can clothe myself with humility. If that's really such a big deal with God that a person either gets resisted or they get lifted and exalted based on the attitude of their heart, whether it's one of humility or pride, then I want to do everything in my power and my ability to get that pride junk out of me, every last drop of it, and learn to live a humble life before the Lord. We've got to understand these truths because many people have misconceptions about what pride and humility really are. But if you think about it for a moment, none of us, if any of you are saved here today, None of us came to the Lord. None of us received salvation until we humbled ourselves. There are many people today who are outside of God's will and plan and His kingdom. They're not going to heaven simply because they are proud. And they refuse to humble themselves under His mighty hand. They, uh, in order for me to be saved... I had to, one of the biggest things I had to do is I had to acknowledge that I needed something. I had to acknowledge that in and of myself, I am not sufficient to save my life, to remove sin, to lift it up. I had to acknowledge, Lord, I'm toast without you. I need help. I need your power. I need your love, your wisdom, your ability to change me. And every person who will acknowledge that, they all of a sudden open the door wide open for God's grace to come in and change them. But many people, they feel like, I'm good. I don't need this. I don't need that. I don't need anything. I'm all that. And... uh I'm a self-made this or whatever. I've, you know, created my own life. And, and, and many people will view those like myself and say, you know, you're, you're, you're a Christian. You have, quote, religion, as they say it, in, in, in your life just because you're weak and you need a crutch. Well, <laughs> that's foolish on a number of levels. But one thing is this. One thing I will admit to and I will acknowledge, yes, without the Lord, I'm in trouble. Without the Lord, I'm lost. Without Him, I can do nothing. But that acknowledgement, the admission of a lack without Him, opens the door and did for me as it did for many of you. It opens the door, opened the door so that God's ability can come in and change me. 
and now I am what I am, saved, sanctified, right with God on my way to heaven, happy about life, <laughs> healed in my body, strong in my mind. Amen. Why? Because I'm just inherently altogether right? No, it's because of His grace in me. It's because I said, Lord, help. Amen. And that's a positive thing in the eyes of God. You know what I'm saying? When someone will admit a need, and they'll say, Lord, I'm looking to you. You are my source. You are my strength. You are my life. Again, a person cannot be saved until they do that. They won't call on the name of the Lord Jesus unless they believe they need him. But how many understand this? Also, for the saved person, many people struggle in various areas of their life because of that very same thing. They humbled themselves and were born again. But since that time, they've got this proud coat on. They've clothed themselves with pride. And it's hindering them. Some, have, some are suffering from physical problems because of their pride is a resistant thing to God. They get resisted. It's, a, it's like God's grace bounces off of them. God's grace will heal you. God's grace will answer your prayer. God's grace will strengthen you in time of need. God's grace will help you to overcome temptation and trouble and trials in your life. But a proud person is unable to receive that stuff. And we need to recognize that if things are really just not working in life, if we are not going up, then this might be the issue right here. That we've taken a proud stance. And here's Here's the thing about this, just in case anybody thinks that this doesn't apply. <laughs> this is one of these issues that I don't need a word of knowledge to tell you. This applies to every one of us. 100% of us have to deal with this issue of pride because it is a part of the flesh. If you have a physical body, your flesh is going to work on you and, and, and pride is going to creep up until you learn to smash it down. I, think, I sometimes think of those games that the kids play at the arcade sometimes where the little frogs or something jump up. A gopher. Yeah. And they got this big that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and they have to decide to see how many they can knock down real, real fast. They pop up, boing, 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 you know, and they're just trying to hit them all down real fast. That's kind of the way the flesh is, and that's the way pride will work. It'll rear its ugly head in your life so fast and if you know it you knock it right down with the the mallet of humility <laughs> someone said oh I don't have a problem with pride and I'm not too proud to tell you uh, <laughs> you're the prime candidate here today and so notice what the, what the deal is here can you see God's plan? His will for you and for me is to lift us up. His will is not to drive us down. He wants to lift us up. But the only way I go up is to go down. I make a decision. I make a choice to humble myself. And then in that condition, He lifts me up. And so when due time comes to you, when due time comes in your life, are you going to be resisted or are you going to be graced? Will you be lowered or will you be lifted? And that's entirely up to you. You see, grace is a great lifting agent. You want some more of it? It'll take you higher. <laughs> It'll lift you up. 
It'll give you more strength and wisdom and abilities to succeed in all of the things that pertain to your life. Grace is something we all want. You know, I think it's interesting to note sometimes when you see extreme words used. Love is an extreme word. I want to have a good grasp of that, all right, uh, of love. But also the opposite of that is hate, right? When I see the word hate used in the Bible, and I know people throw it around all the time nowadays, everything's, everything's hate. It makes me just hate. <laughs> anyway, when I see it in the Bible, <laughs> and I see that particularly that God hates something, that draws my attention. Because he's not just mincing words. He's not just throwing things around. Like, I do this sometimes, and I probably shouldn't, but, you know, like I hate broccoli because it's of the devil. And uh, uh, probably a better way to say it is, you know, I just don't like it with passion. (laughs) But again, when the Lord uses a word like that, when he says, I hate something, I'm taking notice. One example is in Proverbs um, chapter 6. You remember that passage? The Bible says there are six things the Lord hates. Seven are an abomination to Him. That very first one that's listed there. See what it is? He hates a proud look. God hates a proud look. Wow. Because I recognize this. If God hates something, and I'm walking with him, I'm born of him, I'm filled with him, I ought to hate it too. If God hates a proud look, I ought to hate a proud look. What if that proud look is coming out of my eyes? That ought to be first order of business here. Let's get that out. Amen. Let's get that out. Because I love him. He loves me. And if pride is in the way and hindering my relationship with God and keeping him from being able to douse me with the fullness of his divine grace, his ability and power to lift me up, then I want to kick that stinking pride out of my life so fast. Listen, in the eyes of God, pride is a very ugly thing. Pride is a very uh, negative force, something that we need to clean out. The Amplified Bible says of that, a proud look, the spirit that makes one overestimate himself and underestimate others. You see what that looks like? The proud person, they think they're all that, and then they think you're not all that. They're they're the kind of person, they're looking down their nose at everybody. They feel superior. They feel like everything in their life is superior to everybody else. Sometimes that comes from for for different reasons. One guy I know who was who was gaining a lot of fame in life. He was becoming um, very he was becoming very well known in, in his career, and uh, he he would say that he used to drive down the freeway, and he would watch all these people go into their normal jobs and just feel superior to them. He said, "Oh, look, you know, it would it would it would just be the thought in his mind." Later, he got saved got right with God but he would see other people because he was making a lot of money he was getting a lot of notoriety and he would look at everybody else and just look down on them look down on what they had how they had to live that's pride amen that's the kind of thing we want to get rid of and so 
let's look at this issue a little bit, okay? Get into some technical definitions here. We want to understand what pride is and what humility is so we can identify these issues in our lives and make sure we are on the right path. Pride is, a dic- the dictionary says, a quality of having an excessively high opinion of oneself or one's importance. You think that you are the king of that. <laughs> an excessively high opinion. We need to recognize that the Lord loves us, and it's not wrong to say that we're important to Him, but listen, the whole world... And the kingdom of God is not revolving around you. Well, you tell me that, bless God, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I don't mean to sound cruel here or anything, but bye. We need to recognize, you know, listen, some people, they're, they're adults, but they act like a two-year-old. Maybe their parents allowed them to. Encourage you parents not to let your two-year-olds act that way. Because, you know, they, they're born into the earth. They think they are everything. <laughs> Children will naturally gravitate to that. They want to be the center of the universe. And some people actually teach parenting that they ought to make them the center of the universe. That's wrong. That's bad news. You love them. You shower them with affection and everything. But do not let them learn that they get anything and everything they want every time they scream. Hmm. Sometimes they, you know, just record their scream for them or something. Let them listen to it for a while. Uh, That's all you're going to get out of this. You enjoying it? Scream away. (laughs) But they'll learn a lesson. Amen. And with some adults, I think uh, the same thing needs needs to happen. (laughs) Are you recording this? (laughs) Yeah, I am. It's going to be on YouTube tomorrow. You're complaining. (laughs) Okay, let's look at this some more. One of the Hebrew words that was translated pride, um, it's also translated arrogancy. It's translated pomp. um, Pride, proud, and swelling. This gives us a picture, an image of what a, a proud person is like. Sometimes we'll use the image of someone's head swelling. Their head, get, they're getting a, they're getting too big a head. What, what does that mean? They are full of themselves. They think that they are the best thing since sliced bread. They are, they, you know, they are the iPhone five, or, <laughs> or so, they are just it. They've got it going on. Uh, a Greek word translated um, pride means to inflate with self-conceit. You can see that inflation again, self-conceit. It's translated high-minded. To be lifted up with pride or be proud. Another one uh, uh, uses this word, braggadocio. <laughs> they're 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 a braggart, right? They, they brag, and uh, let's not that be let not not that be said about you. But I've witnessed that, and usually you just keep your mouth quiet. But um, you know, when people enter a conversation and they meet a new person within seconds. They're telling them of all their great exploits. Really? That's not only pride, getting resisted, losing grace. It's also a turnoff. I mean, if you want to be a person who draws people to you, you want to be, uh, you know, the one that everyone wants to see when they show up. Hey, they're so and so. You know how you can you can be that person? Is focus on others. 
in your conversation. When you walk into a room, you walk into a, a gathering, a get-together, don't let it be in your mind as you walk in. Oh, I hope I look good. I wonder what everyone's thinking about me. And when you meet someone new, you're thinking as you're meeting them, I wonder what they think about me. What you want to do is shift that, that mentality in your own mind. You're looking for something good in someone else. How, how are you doing? How are things going for you? And you'll find that if you'll do that, uh, people will be drawn to you. You're not, not going to have trouble finding friends. But it's that self-mindedness. You know, another definition here, or another, uh, let's see, translation of this Greek word is self-confidence. And a lot of times we think of that as a positive, but, you know, whenever you see the word self, that should raise flags. Self-confidence. It's an overemphasis on, I'm confident in me. You know, a lot of people talk today about being, um, uh, having faith in yourself. How did you succeed? I believed in myself. I don't want to talk that way. I really don't. Because when I get finished with my self-confidence, with having faith in me, I get the praise. I get the glory. I feel proud, not thankful. I don't want to feel proud. I want to feel thankful. Because that's a humble attitude. Clothed with humility says, when I succeed, when I get something done, if I've done a good job at something, I recognize, man, this is God. And this is not me. If it was good, it was God. If it was bad, that was me. <laughs> and it keeps things in perspective, not to where I go away feeling like, oh, I'm just nothing. No, but I recognize God's ability. I recognize His grace and His ability working in, in me. Again, pride is something that looks down on other people. Pride is you lifting yourself up. Humility is how God lifts you up. Both take you up, but only one keeps you up. Those who are exalted, those who have achieved, watch them. You watch them long enough. If they are arrogant and full of pride, their, their tenure at the top is going to be very short. They are coming down. That's a spiritual principle. That's a law that will take place. They are going to come down. Let's go over to, book of, to the book of Psalms in chapter 75. Have I got any proud people in the house today? Wow. I don't <laughs> I'm, not wanting, I'm not desiring you to claim pride as your own, but I'm wanting us to recognize how the flesh operates so that we can rec recognize when it crops up, when it pops its ugly head up, and we can smash it down, and we can be clothed with humility. Okay? Psalm 75 and verse 4 says, I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully. And to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. All right, the horn there is, is symbolic of, of power. It could be referencing the, the oxen who wouldn't um, lower its head to receive the yoke, but kept its head up. All right, uh, do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. Now, that's not talking about a chiropractic issue there. But how many understand the stiff neck 
person is the proud person. They're not going to bend. They're, they're resistant. They're standing up for their own way. They're not going to yield whatsoever. They're a proud person. Why is he saying this? He says in verse 6, For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. See, Scripture says that the Lord is on the sides of the north. He said, verse 7, But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. He wants them to see here that if you're going to be exalted, you're going to be lifted, you're going to be promoted in life where you are truly lifted up, this comes from God. This doesn't come from all around where you need to be tooting your own horn, different kind of horn, where you need to be self-promoting, you need to be proclaiming all your greatness. He said, listen, promotion comes from God. If you're going to be lifted and exalted, this is going to come from Him. Therefore, if I know that, that my destiny lies in the hands of God, it's going to change my attitude. It's different from this world's thinking. But it's going to be where, okay, I need to make sure that I'm clothed with humility because that's the only way that God's grace comes to me. That's the only way this lifting agent becomes operative in my life when I humble myself. I know this guy, and uh, he's a pastor, and he's really not a very good preacher He and teacher. Um, I don't mean just terrible, but I mean the people are running out to the drinking fountain after the service because it's just dry. And... <laughs> And, uh, and uh, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit. But I'm just saying it's not, as, it's not his strongest gift. And yet, God is using this guy tremendously. I mean, his ministry just keeps growing and keeps growing. And, and, and God keeps using him. And uh, you wonder why sometimes. But I, I was talking with a, an individual. And they, they knew him better. And they said of this person, um, not in, in any kind of context, just stating something about them. He said, that guy is the most humble person I have ever met. And I've always remembered that. Well, I thought, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Maybe he's not the greatest preacher and teacher compared to some others who are more you know, dynamic or whatever. Uh, but he's humbled himself before God. And what's happening? God's grace is working in him. What's happening? The Lord is promoting. The Lord is exalting. The Lord is lifting him up. You know, if you look back in the Old Testament, we can read about a guy named Moses. Ever heard of Moses? Do you know why you've heard of Moses? <laughs> Here's what the Scripture says about him. That he was the most humble man, the meekest, on the face of the whole earth. Think about that. I mean, God knows everybody. He looked at the whole planet. He said, you're number one in humility. You are the, the most meek person on the face of the earth. It wasn't a poll. This wasn't a you know, phone survey. Who's, who do you think is the most humble person? And Moses squeaked it out. And uh, no, God looked down, and he knew the heart of every person. He said, he is the most. 
He's got this going on the best. Also, at the same time, you notice, he's the most used of God on the whole face of the earth. He was used powerfully and mightily, not because he was he thought great things of himself. No, he thought great things of God. He was humble, and God used him. What could God use it, do through your life? Where could he lift you? Where could he take you? I think many of us, we don't know the, the limits of that. We don't know how much God could use us. But I know this, if we'll live our lives clothed with humility, we'll find out. We'll find out how much God can do in us. We'll find out how far He can take us, how high He can lift us. You see, the goal in this, again, is not that we be taken down low, that we grovel through life thinking, I'm worthless, I'm not, I, I, I don't have any, any value in life. No, no, the blood of Jesus was shed for you and for me. We've, we are very valuable to Him. He loves us so much. But it is an accurate perception of ourselves that we must have. And that's, now we're talking about humility. Okay, let me give you a couple definitions there. Because the pride side, it's self-promotion. They're quick to let others know of their accomplishments. Humility is a modest or low view of one's own importance. A modest or low view of one's own importance. Uh, one Greek word, was all, it, it was translated into English with these words. You ready for them? <laughs> Base humble, of low degree, lowly. How come no one's shouting? How come no one's getting excited about that? How come it's not, woohoo, yeah, lowly. Thank you, Lord. Probably because we're all the same. I look at those words, and I don't get excited. I don't think, ah. Yeah, praise God. Base. I just want to live a base life. <laughs> a lowly existence. <laughs> I think that sounds like it needs to be resisted. Know what I'm talking about? But yet that's the picture, the idea of humility. But when we see the whole picture, does God want me to be low in life? He just want me to, you know barely exist or just grovel through life no i see all of his promises talk about me coming up amen i'm his we are the bride of christ spotless without wrinkle he wants to make us shine but the question is how do we get there you know what it's called base (laughs) it's called lowly it's called i humble myself he lifts me up i don't lift myself up I humble. That humble myself, meaning, now what we're getting into into is this. When a person has a humble attitude and mindset, it simply means that they have an accurate or clear perception of reality. See, when I'm humble, I see things clearly or accurately. When I'm proud, everything's blurred. A proud person is a deceived person. They think wrong concerning themselves and life and God and others. A humble person sees things the way they really are. And the truth is concerning the way you are, the way I am, I'm in Christ. As a believer now, I'm in Christ. Seated with Him in heavenly places, that's not really, it's not at all 
a lowly position, but I acknowledge and recognize that I am only that because of Him. I'm only that in Him. And that, um, that acknowledgement, that truth, keeps me clothed with humility. Why? Because it's true. Let's look at Romans 12. Let me show you a little bit more today. Romans chapter 12. Humility acknowledges reality. Pride believes a lie. Pride thinks more highly than it should. Romans 12, look with me at verse 3. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. What, what, what's the picture here? Don't think too or more highly. doesn't say don't think highly, but my highly thinking of myself is in regards to what God has done in me, so actually it's praising Him and not me. Okay? Don't think more highly than you ought to think. There's a way that you and I ought to think about ourselves. What is that? It's whatever is true, whatever is accurate. If that's good, I want that. I want to think in line with what's correct about me, not some false picture. Everybody with me now? Listen, what is true about you is true about you, whether you think it is or whether you don't. What is, is. You can quote me. <laughs> what is, is. If I don't know it is, doesn't mean it's not. It still is. What my goal is to know is what is. I want to know what's true. I want to know what condition things are really in. From that position, I can operate in humility. See, notice that word he used in here. He said, don't think too highly, more highly than you ought, but think soberly. What does that mean? Don't be drunk (laughs) in your thinking. A drunk person does not see accurately. Right? That's why there are laws about drinking and driving. Because they oftentimes don't stay in their own lane. And they cause problems. Why do they cause problems? It's because of their sight. They don't have an accurate perception of distance and, what, and the various things they're dealing with while driving. And that causes a problem. Many people are drunk figuratively in life meaning they don't have an accurate perception of truth, of reality. They don't see God in in the correct light. They don't see themselves in the correct light. And oftentimes what that gives place to is pride. It's all about me. It's all about my life. If you don't think that pride is an issue in your life, uh, listen, a lot of times these things are revealed in many subtle ways, which we want to look at down uh, over the next few weeks. But some of you, you get mad at everybody driving down the road. You know what that is? You got it. That's pride manifesting its ugly head in your life. It absolutely is. If you don't believe that, I'll show you scriptures on that later. Okay. But we need to understand humility. And, 
Listen, lest anyone go out of here saying, okay, I see this is a big deal. I don't really grasp it. I don't really know where I'm missing it if I am. Uh, so I'm going to pray that the Lord would humble me. Don't. You don't want to be humbled. You really don't. But what you want to do is humble yourself. Humbled means you get knocked down. Humbled is that place. Some of you, you could be there today. You may have been humbled. But it's because pride existed. You did things your own way. You lived life your own way. And you're getting slapped upside the head for it right now. And it's not God hitting you. But listen, it's, it's, you're not operating in God's ability to make you stand and make you succeed. Pride allows that kind of stuff to happen. And you can get humbled. Well, while you're there on your back, it's time to say, Lord, from now on, I'm going to humble myself. And you're going to lift me up. But it's not a matter of some people have a wrong connotation concerning everything. They're just going to pray that the Lord would do it. No. <laughs> Don't do that. But humble yourself under His mighty hand. And this is one thing I would encourage you to do this week. Uh, team effort here. We're all going at this. Because Lord wants you up. Lord wants you up. He wants to make your life better. He wants to lift you higher. Wants to wants to exalt you. Give you so much grace. It just seems like life is so easy. You're just You're just a natural at this deal wants to lift you up but the only way to get it is to humble yourself so how do you do that that's what your prayer is this week all right make that your personal uh, goal put that on your agenda this week to pray and say lord uh, how can i humble myself how can i humble myself under your mighty hand there's a lot of fakeness around in people but we understand this None of us are going to be fake before God. We're not going to pull the wool over His eyes. He sees all and knows all. And I want to be able to honestly and truly stand before my God and acknowledge things accurately and clearly. Or I'm not letting that ugly pride creep up in any area of life. You want to knock that out? I don't mean that we're going to knock it out and never deal with it again. We have flesh, and it's something we have to continually keep our thumb on. And something we're going to have to continually deal with. But as we recognize what's true and what's blurred, we're going to see God's grace be able to lift us up. Amen. We're, we're going to see God's grace be able to just begin to uh, manifest in people's lives like never before. So I'm, saying, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not really proud, but I'm not really humble. I didn't see that category. If we're, if we're clothed with humility, we're coming up by God's grace. But if pride is allowed to stand and operate in our lives, we're going down. We're being resisted. Things are getting harder in life. Your life is getting more tough as you go. What do you need? Grace. The grace of God. It's freely given, but only received by the heart in the proper condition. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, today we're so thankful for you. We're so thankful for your blessing on our lives, for your great love and power toward all of us who believe. Lord, we believe that what you've begun in us, you will complete in us. And I thank you today even for the, for the words, the words of God 
that have come to our hearts to help us to see clearly and accurately all you want us to do, all you want us to be, all that you've called us to. And Father, I pray for every person that they'd recognize and see exactly what areas in their life they can knock this junk out of so they can walk freely, freely with you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name.